Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the review show for episode 31, the live special with guest John O'Farrell. I'm Progress Deputy Editor Connor Pope and I'm joined by Deputy Director Stephanie Lloyd to chat through the past few days. The live special took place at our Progress Annual Conference over the weekend, which included a keynote address from Alistair Campbell and the launch of a new campaign, Labour Say. First, let's talk about the conference. Obviously, the podcast was the, the highlight of the whole the whole thing. But um, what else do you think was good, Stephanie? I think like even just the whole atmosphere was fantastic. I mean, obviously, we had the keynote from Alistair, which was phenomenal. He, he, was, was, he was a very good public speaker, actually. He was. Considering that... That isn't really ever been within his remit of a job of being a journalist or, or a spin doctor or a consultant. I thought he was a really good speaker. He was a really good speaker. I think he really addressed a lot of the issues both facing the country, particularly with Brexit, but also then in terms of the party and what we need to do, which was, again, why the kind of like launch of, of Labour Say was, was really exciting. But for me, there were some other phenomenal panels that were and kind of training sessions that were going on throughout the day. Marlon, who's been on our podcast before, was performing his show on conspiracy theories and anti-semitism yeah, that's Marlon solomon yeah, yeah he did um the podcast just a couple of weeks ago just a couple of weeks ago yeah 29 i think if you want to go back and check that out oh good knowledge <laughs> um but also you know we had uh, for me one of the biggest highlights was question time so we had an all-women question time panel which i was personally very excited for and um, with aisha hazarika chairing um, and i think just with so much going on at the moment whether that's foreign policy we obviously just had the local elections so it was a lot that we were kind of chewing through from that mm. in terms of how Labour's doing electorally at the moment. So, you know, for me, some phenomenal panellists, but also even, you know, we, all the way down to kind of how human rights will be affected post-Brexit and some really good training sessions on how to go out and win the arguments on a, on a real kind of ground basis for that as well. Brilliant. Well, I know that the Alistair Campbell speech is also on the Progress website, if anyone yes, wants to read through that. A lot of the panel debates also up on SoundCloud now, obviously some others, such as the um, anti-Semitism show and the training uh, sessions don't really work f for that. So, yeah. so they're not up. Personally, I thought actually Alison McGovern's opening speech before um, Alistair's uh, keynote was also... Uh, really oh, I loved it. Whenever Ali speaks, though, I'm just like, yep, sign me up. I'm in. Again, that's on the website. It's called The Crucible of Hope, which I think is 
it gives brilliant clarity about the rest of the day. Mm. Now, should we hear a little bit more about the Labour Say campaign? Before yeah, we let's do it. My name is Mary Wimbury. I'm standing for Labour's National Executive Committee. Along with my fellow centre-left candidates for the NEC, I'm campaigning for Labour Party members to have a say on Brexit at Labour Party conference. Last year, a stitch-up kept Brexit off the conference agenda. At Scottish Labour conference, the same happened. This year, Labour members must debate the biggest issue facing the country. Sign up to our campaign now at laboursay.eu. Thank you. So that was Mary Wimbury, who is one of the centre-left candidates for Labour's NEC. So it's the nine of them that have launched this campaign. Do you want to kind of explain a bit more about what it is? Yeah, absolutely. So the campaign actually has a very, very clear aim and a a very simple premise, which is that Brexit is the biggest issue facing the country at the moment. Labour has had a purposefully vague policy on it in lots of ways. We're also Mm. seeing that shift in terms of obviously the move we've had over the last couple of months with the customs union. But the purpose of this is Labour members deserve a say on Brexit at party conference at the biggest democratic structure that we have. And as the new kind of membership organisation that we are, it's really important that on the biggest issue facing our country, members get a say on doing that. And they actually haven't had a chance to, to do that yet. So They're really pushing for CLPs to submit motions on why it's really important that we should be debating it. And it doesn't actually sit on either side of what we should do because of Brexit. It's not saying 100% this is how you have to vote on it. It's about saying it's really important that as members, we have that debate, we have that discussion. And as a party collectively, we come to a decision on what will be the future of our country. Personally, I mean, um, there's a, I know there's a, a video out as well with a very familiar sounding narrator, wow. um, <laughs> which um, you can watch. We'll stick in a link at the bottom mm. in the further reading. But I think what's really interesting about it is quite how strong the feeling among the Labour membership is. I know uh, Richard goes around, Richard Angel, who's obviously on this podcast a lot, he goes around speaking to Labour clubs and, um, and CLPs around the country. And he really gets a feeling that actually what Labour members think about Brexit is not really reflected by the leadership in Westminster. I think this week has been really interesting for it. There's been an unexpected government defeat in the Lords on the European economic area, which now puts more pressure on the Labour leadership to take a strong line in the Commons. Specifically, we've seen um, Scottish Labour MPs Ian Murray and Martin Whitfield saying that they will vote the same way when that bill comes to the Commons, regardless of what the Labour whip is. And MPs in the North East, Phil Wilson, Paul Williams, Anna Turley, Bridget Phillipson and Catherine McKinnell have all also made clear this week that they support a referendum on the final Brexit deal. So I think what we are seeing is a lot more pressure being put on the Labour leadership here. And as you say, the, the recent change in policy on the customs union brought Jeremy Corbyn a fairly resounding PMQ's victory. It was a great PMQ's victory. You know, it was sharp, it was concise. He knew what he was really kind of nailing her on in terms of how split the Conservative Party is when it comes to the customs union. It was a really, really good performance from Jeremy in terms of uh, of doing that. And I think it shows that when he follows what the membership want in terms of, of Brexit and how that works, 
you know, he's really, really strong for it. And he's got, you know, a lot on his hand to, to kind of play for. I thought it was fascinating quite how many people said that he had won. It was even, I think, the Guido Fawkes website, which obviously is not only incredibly right wing, but incredibly hard Brexit. Yeah. Said it was like a 6-0 victory to him. Absolutely. I think was the exact same quote that um, Diane Abbott had used. So the scale of uh, people saying quite how well he did on that does show that actually when the Labour leadership on this specific issue listens to the membership, then... Totally. And I think it was his first, it was his first question where he just kind of stood up and was like, do you agree with your foreign secretary that this is madness? And then just sat back down again and she was just like, oh, and it just totally threw her. And it was like, you know, he knew exactly what he wanted to say on the issue. And I think because uh, he knew he had so much support behind him. Mm. And I think because, you know, it was, it was an issue which the Labour Party, as you say, is so united on in so many ways in terms of what we need to be opposing, um, the focus on jobs and how that has to be the absolute forefront of Brexit in terms of what happens. You know, it was a really unified performance because he was listening and really working with the whole party spectrum. I think it's almost 90% of Labour Party members. 87. (laughs) Thank you. Want to uh, secure our membership of of the single market post-Brexit. Yeah. And that is, it is really, I think, the next step for us after, after... Winning such a uh, you know a great victory on the customs union policy that really really does need to be the next yeah. next step. I had a really fun argument with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio about that this week, including uh, with the head correspondent from the Guido Fawkes website. So uh, that was a Jesus. solid two against one, yeah. and I was like, "But you're wrong." So <laughs> that was good fun. We'll be discussing a lot more on this issue on Tuesday's show. We've got MP Emma Reynolds as our guest, and she's come on to talk about the customs union, which is something that she is incredibly knowledgeable about on what we do, and especially the Tory splits that we're seeing that you that you mentioned has been so brilliant at PMQs. Obviously, there's no pub quiz this week because um, we had the... You had a full quiz. Yeah. Blackburn. Answer. (laughs) Answer was Blackburn. (laughs) I realised that I didn't announce the winners of that quiz when it was Alison and John versus the audience. It was very much Alison and John. It was a a pretty resounding victory. John O'Farrell's clearly used his uh, knowledge of being on television quizzes for for many years. uh, 100%. Put put to good use. Yeah, somewhat of a more impressive performance than the previous podcast live with Wes Streeting and Alison. I think, and, and what I love as well with that is that when we, it was like, it was like Wes and Alison versus the audience when we did the first podcast live at Political Weekend. The audience was just Roger Little. Like he was, <laughs> he, he, it was those versus them and Roger just literally saved the entire room with his knowledge. <laughs> but anyway, if you go on the Progress Online SoundCloud, you can listen to much of the content from this weekend's conference. Do go on to laboursay.eu, sign the petition, share the motion at your local Labour Party meetings, share the video and please do donate to the campaign so that we can get it out to as many people as possible. Remember to send in any comments and questions, leave a review, rate and subscribe to the Progressive Britain podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening and we'll be back on Tuesday. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast with Connor Pope and Richard Angel. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton.